Welcome to the PL Surge podcast, where we highlight and explore CMCSS professional learning journeys. I'm your host, Amanda Nix, and I'm joined again by my favorite podcaster, Brian Hampton. We are so grateful to be able to share these wonderful, insightful stories. If you like what you hear, please consider clicking the like and follow button so you never miss an episode. And we encourage you to share these great stories with your friends and families. If you're the parent of a school-aged child, you're probably aware of the nationwide bus driver shortage. The shortage is so severe that at the time we're recording this podcast, nine states have requested assistance from the National Guard to help keep their buses rolling. In the Clarksville-Montgomery County school system, our exceptional transportation team has worked tirelessly with an impressive level of flexibility and creativity to get students safely to school and back home again. In today's episode, we get transported into a day in the lives of one of our extraordinary CMCSS bus drivers, Mo Brown, and the legendary CMCSS Drivers Program Manager, Calvin Holliday. Welcome, guys. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is uh, Mo, and I've been driving since since January 2020. Uh, sports nut, uh, Batman, 90s comics. Would rather be outside in the sun than in the snow. Uh, <laughs> I originally started out doing criminal justice and wanted to be a forensic scientist and instead ended up being a bus driver. So. I'm, I'm happy with the choice. And then what about you, Calvin? My name is uh, Calvin Holliday. Uh, I'm the driver's program manager. This is my 11th year. I started off as a bus driver, got promoted to driver supervisor. And then my last promotion was driver's program manager. I'm very humorous. Uh, I'm the guy, the first, second, third chance. I just love people and uh, I love my job. So Mo, you had said that you had some other interests. How did you get pointed in the direction of working in transportation? Well, my mom and two of my aunts were bus drivers growing up. And when I had moved to Tennessee, the flyers for the school system needing help just kept showing up. (laughs) And I finally went, you know what, let me at least look. The worst thing they're going to tell me is you should never be behind a bus. (laughs) So (laughs) just went, applied, and I would say within a month, they were, they wanted to hire me. And two weeks later, I had a permanent route. And so Calvin, what did it look like for you? How did you get uh, pointed in the direction of transportation with CMCSS? I had several family members from mom to sisters to several cousins who uh, actually uh, put in several years with the uh, transportation uh, my sister uh, before passing. She had put in 29 years. I have a cousin now who's been driving for 31 years. I had several other family members. And uh, I worked at the restaurant, so I worked ungodly hours. I'm talking about 15 to 16 hours a day. And my sister kept saying, you need to come drive the school bus. And I kept telling myself, I don't know how you drive that big bus downtown with all that traffic and everything. So she eventually talked me into it. And so I'm glad that she did. And uh, so I gave it a shot. And so here I am. Mo, what does a typical day look like for you? So start to finish, walk us through your day. I get on the lot clock in. I do uh, what's a pre-trip. So I make sure the bus looks good for the road. It sounds good for the road. Um, Just kind of the same checks you would do for your car, um, have to do for the bus and make sure all the lights are working. Once that's good to go, um, mark everything on my checklist, 
get out on the route and have about 18 stops and go through and just check each stop. There's a couple kids I know that don't ride in the morning. So I, I just slow down kind of just in case maybe something changes, drop them off at the middle school, then the high school, um, have a small little layover where I can run to the bathroom, grab a bite to eat, fill out other paperwork, and then go proceed on my elementary route. That's about 20 stops and get them all to school and come back to the lot, do my post trip, making sure nothing happened that I didn't notice while on there. Everything still looks good, running good, shut it down and clock out. Okay, so Mo, what about the afternoon? Does it go the same way? The afternoon is about the same. We come, we clock in, and the the idea is that your bus should be the same as you left it from the morning. So the, you don't necessarily have to do that pre-trip, but you do kind of look and, and just make sure because some of the buses are used for training purposes in between. And so your bus may have been the one chosen to do that and something may have happened. So you always kind of look. Um, then you go back, to, you go head to the middle school, wait till dismissal. Uh, head to the high school, wait for dismissal, and then go through that same route. Some people go backwards. I think mine follows the exact same morning route. And then from there, I head straight to my elementary school. And then we get dismissed. And I follow that route backwards. I leave the lot about 1.55 in the afternoon. And I don't get back to the lot till about 4.30. Okay, so Calvin, you have a different role in the district. Talk to us. What does a typical day look like for you? Because I am currently uh, driving a route because of the bus driver shortage. Everything that she just said, I do the similar thing. Uh, of course, mine's will be a little more intense because, like I said, I have a, another job title. And because I don't have a set route, sometimes I have to uh, do other additional routes. But basically, the same thing, like I get up, do a, a, bus, uh, a daily bus inspection pick up the children, get them to school on time. Then there's times they'll uh, call me and ask me to do additional runs. And vice versa, the same thing in the afternoon. Uh, pretty much the same thing as Mo, same concept. Like I said, but I have a lot of other stuff in between uh, because like I said, I am a driver's program manager slash bus driver. So my plate is full every day. <laughs> but I love it. And so every day when you get up, you're not sure what route you're going to be doing, right? It's a surprise every morning or do you know the night before? Well, let me say most of the time I do. I have a consistent ride because uh, it's better for the driver and the children. But there are some days where I get emails every night what route I'm going to be on. Sometime I'm on this side of town. Sometime I'm on the other side of town. So I take it as it comes. So it's a, it's a new adventure every uh, day for me. Are things moving in a good direction in terms of the numbers of drivers out there? I just created a, a several programs. We have a sign-on bonus. We have a referral bonus stipend, and we also have an additional route stipend. With those three programs, like I said, uh, we're spreading word that there's a $1,000 on bonus for anybody who comes and gets hired by CMCSS. Of course, it's paid $1,000, and we're doing that $50 every two weeks, $100 a month until the full amount is paid. And then also our drivers, employees can uh, refer somebody, and then they also can get a referral bonus of $1,000, same concept, $50 every two weeks, $100 a month to the $1,000 paid in full. And then even our new people who come on with the sign-on bonus, after getting hired on, they get a sign-on bonus, and they also can get a referral bonus by getting somebody to come on and drive for us. 
So they'll get a referral bonus and a sign-on bonus, which will be $2,000, pay $200 a month until the full amount is paid. It's been a big difference. Uh, and then the main thing is that they've got the morale up with our, with our drivers is we're paying $10 for every additional route. So that's made morale great. Uh, so people don't mind getting a little extra 10 here and 10 there because that builds up. So it's it's moving forward, but it's like sometimes when you hire three, you got one ready to retire or resign. But I think we're getting better. We're getting healthy. I would think that even in the best times, just because Clarksville, there's a, there are a lot of transient people who are attached to the military. And um, so I would think that that would have an impact that you're constantly seeing people come and go. Yes, that is it. Uh, another concern is uh, we're, they're putting them housing there in subdivisions everywhere. Every right. time I rob and see a subdivision, I see a hundred more kids per subdivision. Yeah. I'm thinking I need some bus drivers. I yes. need some bus drivers. <laughs> yes. That's one thing about Clarksville. I always marvel as I drive around and I think that I know, I think I've seen every place. And then all of a sudden I turn down some road and there's some new massive development. That's correct. That is correct. So Calvin, about how many buses do we currently have in CMCSS? We have 197 regular aid buses and 51 special need buses. Okay, so how many different routes is that? That I wouldn't know. Uh, that's uh, more of the routing deal. I'm going to say okay. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about how many students are riding buses every day? I feel like that's one that fluctuates. So I feel like that we have a number and then all of a sudden it changes because another there's another student that's you know being registered. So when it comes to students in general, but I guess particularly those new students, how do you build relationships with them on your bus? I make it a point to learn their names. I, I associate their name with their stop and maybe something about, you know, the, this kid always comes on with a Kobe Bryant jersey and, and, uh, and try to make that connection and, and set that to memory so that when I drive by their stop at the, the, the correct time and they're not out there I can go hey that's that's not like Jimmy you know he's normally out here um, let me get on the radio and make sure that he's okay and I know for parents that's a big that's a big help they make it a point for their kid to try to learn my name once they realize oh hey you know uh, Miss Mo's making that extra step I also have little info cards that I'll have the kids fill out that tells me their name their birth date, um, who's the best people to call, and then what's their favorite candy, who would they rather sit by, those kinds of things. And I try to remember birthdays, and I'll create a little birthday bag, their favorite treat, yeah. little birthday card. And it, it, help, it truly does help me remember names more than anything else. But I, I see the turn back on it with the kids like oh hey you know thanks for the birthday bag and a couple of students I've had over the last couple of years they you you can tell they're itching when they know it's their birthday month because they oh yeah Miss Mo's gonna give me a bag and right even if they don't write on a regular basis they start writing the week of their birthday because they know it's coming <laughs> right right yeah for sure I, I mean I would definitely be excited about a birthday bag <laughs> so, so that, that sounds like that sounds like a lot um it's, it's, I think people don't realize how much of an investment there is in building those relationships and doing those, those extra things, creating those moments for the, for your riders. Oh yes. It, it's a lot. It, it sometimes, it sometimes feels like it takes a toll. Cause it's like, oh, I've got to carry five birthday bags this week. Right. 
right sure because <laughs> they're all born on the same day like oh man and they're not none of them are related right and um, the burden of not forgetting yes yes oh and my gosh th- there have been a couple where you know the week's gone by and all of a sudden I realize oh their birthday was Tuesday the kids are sweet most of them won't even say anything they'll just kind of nod and I'll go I'm, I'm so sorry uh I, will you be here Monday yeah I'll be here Monday all right I'll, I'll have something for you Monday but yes there there have been times I've forgotten uh and my driver supervisor actually helped me with this he he told me that if you can show a kid that you can apologize for your mistake it goes way further than you think oh absolutely so I've always tried to if I forget something uh, forget their birthday or you know if I've accused them of doing something wrong and realized actually it wasn't them I I try to step up and go hey I'm sorry I made a mistake you know, I, I, I had so much on my plate, I forgot your birthday, or yeah. all I saw was a hand come up and hit someone. I thought it was you in that seat and realized it wasn't. I'm so sorry. You know, next time I'll try to find a different way to do it, or I'll find a better way to remember. So we can really tell how important it is for you to build relationships with your students. What do you think is the most rewarding part of driving the bus? Most rewarding is one of the students I have on my bus now. Uh, when we first got him on, he didn't really talk much. You know, mom said he he is a verbal student. He does talk, but he just just kind of got on, was a little mortified by seeing the other kids and and being with where he didn't know anyone. And now he'll get on the bus and he'll he'll tell his seatmate, excuse me, I want to sit by the window, or hey, can you slide over? Uh, thank you, Miss Mo. Uh, or he'll you'll hear him laughing at the other kids telling jokes or making funny faces and so it's it's probably one of the biggest rewarding parts from it is seeing a kid that would have probably found it easy to just stay within himself and is being able to find a spot where hey I can I can voice my opinion I can open up at if nowhere else at least right here wow Calvin what about you what do you find the most rewarding all my new friends I meet and make. <laughs> I've been doing this since day one uh, out of my 11 years. I say good morning to every individual that gets on my bus. When they get to the school, this is Thursday or Friday. I have a great day. Uh, even if I don't know the name, like so I do a lot of subbing. Uh, same concept. I greet everybody with a good morning, good morning. Uh, then another thing, if I'm on a route, three or four days, you'll get to know some of the students because either they're going to love you or they're not going to love you. Uh, and they'll say, Mr. Holiday, I'll tell them I'm the coolest bus driver in the nation. I said, <laughs> but we got a couple of rules we got to follow, you know, for being respectful toward each other. Uh, safety is always first. And like I said, and, and they're going to, you have to give them a little room to be kids uh, and give them time to correct themselves. So I'm real good about it. There's some zero tolerance things that I have to uh, deal with, you know, directly, but other than that, I try to make it as fun as possible. I, I sing with the elementary when I'm taking them. Uh, I conversate about football. Uh, no one likes Dallas, so I don't say that no more. <laughs> I'm in Titans country. <laughs> it's uh, I love what I do. Like I said, uh, but the main thing is just build some type of conversation when you have a chance to engage as far as did y'all win the basketball game Friday. You know, kind of, hey, team spirit, you know, uh, that goes forward then. And then think about it is the rewards uh, when they see you outside the bus mm-hmm. at Walmart or public. If they love you on the bus, they're going to love you in public. Yeah. If you have a problem on the bus, 
They don't probably want to see you in public. Right, <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very important to build some type of relationship. Okay, so I just have to know, what are you seeing with the elementary students? Oh, boy. <laughs> if one of those kids starts singing something, Disney or I'll say something, and a couple of them start singing, it's on and popping. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm a child myself. I love Disney. Uh, my grandkids and uh, me, that's what we do. So I share that with some of the other kids on the bus. Uh, I'll sing anything. Uh, I act like I'm the captain flying a plane. Then we enter the school. This is your captain speaking. We enter the Barksdale International <laughs> Airport. I take a farm the kids. I hope you guys have enjoyed your flight. And thanks for always flying Montgomery County Airlines. And they have the biggest blast with that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm still in that, Calvin. I'm Bro. still in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> I wasn't aware of how high-tech buses, or at least some buses are these days. And so what does a bus look like as far as technology these days that definitely would not have been in place when I was in school? Well, of course, uh, all our buses now have cameras on there. Uh, some have uh, anywhere from up to five or six camera. And that's to protect, A, the children, the students, and also the driver. Um, because like I said, when, uh, when we're driving the school bus, we got to stay focused on the road. Uh, and sometimes that's hard when you got to, uh, you know, kids are being real loud and, you know, you feel like something's going to happen in the back of the bus. So what I don't see, that camera's going to see. It's going to catch it now. Uh, and then even when it's pitch dark outside, when you can't see mm-hmm. two seats behind you in the bus, that camera is so high def and so clear, I can see it as if it was daylight when it's pitch dark and I can't even see behind me. So that helps a lot. Uh, helps us solve a lot of problems. And so, Mo, does that make you feel, how do you feel about that as a driver? Does it, does it sort of take some of the stress off or does it make you feel like you have another tool just in case? It feels like another tool just in case. There's been, to, to Calvin's point, there's times where you're like, I just feel like something's brewing. Can someone take a look at my cameras just to make sure I didn't miss something between these two students? Mm-hmm. And it, it does, it makes it a little easier to to know that if, hey, if I didn't see who threw the first punch, I know the camera did. And and I know with that camera, I can go to my driver supervisor and know that I have their support to go, okay, yeah, we see it on here too. We see what you're talking about. Here's what we can do from here. So Calvin, talk to us about the training and professional learning that our drivers receive. Okay, as when the drivers start going through uh, their training as far as getting their CDLs, uh, there's numerous uh, things, different uh, steps they got to go through as far as taking student management, uh, which that's very important. That teaches, uh, them, give them an idea on how to deal with uh, circumstances that will occur on the school bus when you're transporting students. Of course, uh, as far as the daily bus inspection, uh, that's training is 9112. Uh, got to make sure that bus is uh, ready to operate correctly safely and there's several other things that they have to go through as far as training wise to get them ready for a day in day out as a bus driver uh i think our trainers do an awesome job do you do follow-up training each year or is it uh, how often how often does training happen yes every in service will go through a a refresher to make sure even as far as driving the bus if we get a new bus uh some people go from a flat nose to a nose bus which the ratio and all the turning is different on the buses so every in service We'll go over safety things, new laws, new procedures. Uh, we do that uh, at least once a year, if not twice a year. And uh, and that's much needed. Much needed. Because like I said, after going two or three months during the summertime, 
sometimes you forget some things. Sure. So that end service reiterates on, hey, this is very important. We finna start back in school. Make sure you're doing this, you're doing that. So off, they do an awesome job of doing that in service too. Our trainers down there. So if somebody's hired on as a new bus driver, what does it look like when they start? Okay, after their fingerprint and their background check, we'll start taking them out there to learn the bus. Uh, which is, uh, we'll get them where they know the bus from the front to the back. And that's part of the, the DBI, daily bus inspection. They know how to change the oil, transmission, check the wiper fluid, the brake systems, the steering, et cetera, et cetera. All the, uh, the exits, as far as the, uh, the four windows, two on each side, the hatch, the two hatches, the back door, uh, bus evacuations. Oh, there's just numerous of stuff. Uh, like I said, and uh, they'll learn all that through their training. And then, like I said, when school starts, They'll get the uh, possibly training as far as daily bus inspections, student counts, how to handle an emergency if there's a fire, all that's in our training, initial training. And then what about their routes? Does someone take them on the route? Um, how does that work? Yes, uh, they'll start off probably on, uh, on school campus, learning to maneuver the bus. Then uh, they get kind of familiar with the bus. They'll take them out on the back road as far as in the country where there's not a lot of traffic. And then it feel like when you feel like you're ready and the trainer feel like you're ready, then they'll bring you in town with traffic and over uh, railroad crossing and things of that nature. And then you'll get familiar with the bus, get comfortable with it. And the state uh, requires 20 hours mandated before you can transport any children. So those 20 hours, uh, by the time those 20 hours are over, you'll know how to operate that bus safely. And then once you're once you're hired in, they'll have you do a special needs route. And they'll have you so you can learn how to do that so that you you get a feel for different spots in town. Just reiterating what Calvin said as far as what you're learning, because you've already gone through most of the streets with your trainer. Mm-hmm. Now they'll give you different routes where, hey, now, you know, you remember how this this turn was a little tight. Well, this is why you need to know how to do it, because you're going to have a stop. You may have a stop on your route where the turn's going to be a little tight where this person lives and to make sure they're door side. And so then you'll do that. And then eventually you're given, given a permanent route or at least asked to accept a permanent route. (laughs) And then if you accept that one, then that becomes your route. And then we'll give you a very report, uh, what you can do a driver in any bus. In other words, the route that you're going to have is going to be yours. Uh, They'll give you a report. You can ride, drive around that in your bus and they'll pay you for it. So you can get familiar with all the turns and the stops. Uh, and which it make it easier for you to follow in the morning so you're not really trying to focus on that map. You'll kind of have an idea of where you're going, which helps out tremendously. I am just amazed at how much goes into learning all that information prior to even running the route. So I think that's going to be really interesting for our listeners to hear how much experience these drivers have before they even start driving that first route. Wow, guys. Yeah, there's so many things that you, unless someone pointed out to you, there's so many things that you just don't realize. And I was even thinking when you're Mo, when you were talking about special needs students, there there's special equipment. I'm guessing that you have to use with uh, with special need some special needs students. Is that right? Yes, like you need to learn how to use um, a wheelchair lift. Uh, parents can put in a request for a special harness for their child to have. Um, so you need to know how to operate that. And with special needs, there is an aid that is assigned to each route. So there is someone else to help um, on those routes. But in the, you know, you have to learn all these on the off chance that the aid can't help you, then you need to know how to do these things. So 
whether you plan on being on a special needs route or not, all of that training is included before you even get a route. So I feel like I've learned so much about transportation today, but what do you wish everybody knew about transportation? It's the job to have. Come see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and, I, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't trade this job for none in the world. Uh, as, as far as helping the needs of the community, which we have a, a major bus driver shortage, all the different faces you get to see, the lives you get to impact. I, I just love the job. But like I said, it just is sometimes labor as a tough job because we transport the students. And I don't think that's just to say all across the board. We have our days like any other job. Uh, I believe that if people can actually get through it and get over the stereotype that it's going to be just tough, tough, tough. Now we do have our days now, but there are so many beautiful days to where everything is just all right. The whole morning, the whole afternoon, then you might have a day that's a big old hiccup in there, but that's just part of any job, any life. And with transporting students, I think they would love the quality of life, uh, uh, vested after five years, personal day, vacation day, uh, we pay 75% of the insurance towards Blue Cross Blue Shield. And there's so many benefits there. And like I said, if you've got a honeydew list, this is the job to have because after nine o'clock until two, you got all the time in the world to get everything you need done as far as doctor appointment, the garden, just whatever. So uh, I think it brings a good uh, balance in life. What about you, Mo? I was, as listening to Calvin, I was, I was trying to think of how to sum it up, how to, how to put it into words. Because I, I, I think sometimes people don't know the, don't understand that there's policies, there's certain things that we, as drivers, we have to follow. So, you know, if we say, hey, we can't go down this road, but we're, we're not just doing it because we don't want to pick up your kid. It, it's, right. there's certain things that, safety. safety things that we have to do. Um, there's certain requirements, certain things, you know, the safety wise that your kid has to do on the bus. Um, so the understanding that we, as drivers, we do not try to pick on that one kid. It's really knowing that safety is probably our biggest concern. And so we're always looking for ways to make sure that we're doing that. Mm-hmm. And, in, and your child is our main safety concern. Shifting in a different direction, what is your favorite bus memory or a favorite bus memory? Wow. Uh, I got several of them. This one in particular uh, kind of get me emotional as I'm even thinking about it now. I kind of get like teared up. I was um, doing an elementary run. And of course, you get to know a little bit about the students as far as who's hurting as far as uh, food, finance, and things of that nature. Uh, But we have to be very cautious on how we try to help. We have to get HR's approval. And of course, transportation approval before we try to reach out. We have a, a lot of drivers who have big hearts who try to want to reach out and help particular kids, but some folks might get offended. Mm-hmm. We have to be very cautious on how we do that anyway. I went through the proper chains. I got with HR. I got with the school and uh, Ron, my uh, supervisor, as far as helping this one student out. And my wife, we bought maybe three bags of groceries for her. her. I set the groceries in the front seat uh, and I didn't, I'm trying to do it without everybody noticing who I was doing it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the kids, I'm like, who got all that groceries? Who got, you know, I'm just, y'all just go to your seat, sit down, sit down, sit down. Anyway, the, the, the last young lady who uh, who got on my bus, 
I found out that she was born without eating because of her, her family situation. She just asked could she have the bread. It tore, it tore me up. It really tore me up. And, and I said, sweetie, all this is for you. So when she got to the bus stop, her parents were there. They were so happy. So I've always held on to that. When they're, they're out there. Those situations out there. But like I said, we got to be very cautious on how we want to help. And that's something that that's always stuck to me. And, uh, and I'm sorry, like I, I, I'm a big baby, so I tear up a lot. <laughs> it's okay. I cry, I think, in every single episode. And each time I think, I'm not going to cry this time. So today yeah. I was like, I'm not going to cry. And here I am crying again. So. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sorry. But like I said, uh, I, just for her asking for the bread, it, it tore me up. And that's another way that drivers, you know, we can give back. But that's that's a memory I would probably take with me to the grave. And, uh, and I was just glad that me and my wife were able to help that family. Uh, I'm like, and there's other story, but that's the one who sticks out the most to me. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. I think the the one that sticks out the most for me was it was, uh, and I didn't I didn't know it until after it was done. I had a bunch of extra Christmas cards uh, last year, and went you know what, I only have a handful of, of students. I'll go ahead and send Christmas cards to all my students as well, because we had, uh, we had kind of shut down early for Christmas mm -hmm. and I didn't get to see all of them before we had, had left for the break. So I'd sent out the Christmas cards and probably about two months later, one of my students wrote me this long note that she had started driving that January. Hmm. So she hadn't been back on the bus and had waited. So she waited about two months and waited at her bus stop to hand me this note. And I read the note and in it, she was thanking me for the Christmas card because she had had a miserable, her October and November had been miserable. So going into Christmas, she had no Christmas spirit. She was, she was really unhappy with life kind of teetering on that fence of whether or not she should keep going and then received my Christmas card hmm. and was just in awe that someone even sent her a card. And then in awe again, that it was her bus driver that <laughs> she hadn't seen in, in a week or two. So she was just really happy. And it said it, she said it turned her around um, and made her excited. So she was actually able to get her driver's license in January. And that's a memory that sticks because, you know, it started with, I've got extra Christmas cards and I don't know what to do yeah. with them. <laughs> and it turned into, I possibly saved the life of a student. Wow. I, I it's can't. Serendipity I can't. at its best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I, Brian, I say it every time. I'm always amazed at what the people are doing, what our employees are doing across CMCSS and making a difference in the lives of our students. And you guys are doing that as well. And I just can't say thank you enough for what you're doing each day. And then Calvin, I mean, it would really make my day if you would just sing to us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I've missed out. So it'd just be so wonderful. And I can show you the world <laughs> and shiny, shimmering splendor. And tell me, princess, now when did you laugh? Let your heart decide. Because I can open your eyes 
and take you wonder by wonder over sideways and under on a magic bus ride. Whoa, <laughs> that is amazing. I knew it was there because your voice, I was like, he can sing. Oh I know my he gosh. can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> we're gonna have acapella the the, the barbershop quartet bus <laughs> oh my god yes you have to yeah. do that thank you so much for sharing your time and for sharing your story yes thank you guys it was great to hear your voices can't wait to see your face again uh, we thank you bye-bye bye thank you again to our guests calvin holiday and mo brown for joining us today and thank you to our listeners. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to follow us. The PL Surge podcast is powered by your learning journey. If you have a professional learning story you'd like to share, you can reach us at plsurge at cmcss.net. This podcast is produced and edited by the professional learning team in the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System. In addition to today's guests, we would also like to give special thanks for this episode to Ron Garner, who is the CMCSS Transportation Manager, and to his incredible team of drivers and support staff. Until next time, keep learning and keep journeying.